Hey everybody, Justin McClure here and And Ami McClure. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, we have our son Jersey with us. He's having a rough night sleeping. Yeah, one of those nights where as soon as I leave him, he's up 10 minutes later. But if you're watching on uh, YouTube, the McClure algorithm, you'll notice that we have a different format tonight. That's because we're promoting a podcast where Ami and I uh, talk about our life behind the scenes, about parenting, about our life as influencers, but mostly as parents. And the, the name of the podcast is Last Week in Parenting. Last Week in Parenting. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. And for anybody wondering what uh, Last Week in Parenting is, it is a podcast, an audio show that we are doing every week where we talk about our lives as parents. Once we get past the backstory of kind of who we are, it's going to be more about just our lives as parents, triumphs, struggles, you know, all that type of stuff, things that we go through. Um, You know, we're imperfect. We don't claim to be perfect. Just to kind of give you more of a glimpse into our lives. And uh, the conversation between Ami and I is going to be very candid and just authentic and unedited. Because I think a lot of our videos are really, you know, they got to be edited and we got to get them down to a certain point. But we don't really get to talk just like openly and freely about how we feel in our lives and, you know, who we are as parents and what do we think about parenting. Well, yeah, I guess the question is, you know, do people want to hear 25 minutes of it? And if you do, then great, you'll get it here. Yeah, so this is really for the people who maybe do want to hear more from us and, you know, more behind the scenes or kind of what what our lives are like, really the decisions that we try to make. Because, you know, podcasts are very great because a lot of people, you know, go to the grocery store, they go to the gym and they want to listen to something. They're in the car, they're going into work and you can't watch videos in the car. Well, you can, but that's illegal. Don't do that. But you can listen to a podcast. So if you're in your car or whatever, you know, you might want to listen to us and maybe we can do longer podcasts. But this um, Last Week in Parenting is for you. And once again, please subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts. And now let's get to the backstory. When we met, you obviously were a single mom. I adopted the girl. So when I met you, you had Ava and Alexis. What I've always admired about you is basically how difficult that first year of their life must have been knowing how difficult it is to have twins and also you being single. And if you want to elucidate on why you were single and talk about that situation, but I think it might be a good backstory for you just to talk about maybe the couple years before that, what you were doing for a job. And then obviously you got you know pregnant with the girls and then what that was like. And then you can mention that Superman came in and saved the day. That's what I call myself, Superman. That's what you call yourself. <laughs> the thing is, trying to be concise about things, sometimes people feel like they, they miss information or, you know, they'll go back and, and requote you and you didn't say this. And it's so hard to give your backstory without being long-winded, in my opinion, because there's so much there. But I will try my best for you guys to summarize how we got here. I don't think you need to summarize. Like, this is... This is about the long-winded story. I could go on for hours, though. So. Okay, don't do that. Right. He's going to wake up soon. So, um, Everybody knows that um, the girls were born in 2012. Now, prior to that, as um, we had mentioned, we were both previously married before. Um, and that previous marriage uh, resulted in Ava and Alexis. I left that marriage three months pregnant. Basically, I was in the hospital. My last hospital stay was two weeks. The day I got released after that last two-week stay, got there that weekend, packed up my stuff, and left. 
Um, there's a whole long drawn out story and situation behind that. Again, it's hard to go into, but it just was not the place for me or for children mostly. And I, I always credit the fact that I was having the girls with getting the strength to leave because otherwise I'm not sure that I would have realized or woken up fast enough, you know, it could have been another year or two. I don't know. So maybe, maybe the girls were something great that let you know that what you were in was not good. Well, you think more about somebody else. Right. Right. So you you might've stayed in something longer, but when you had another life or lives to think about you, you made a best decision for those lives. Exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, Women, and I, I will say that loosely because many of you are so much smarter or more um, understand your worth more than I did at that time. Um, and I, I, I have to just honestly say that, and that, that is where I was. I didn't understand my worth. I was not smart in that way as far as relationships go. And I let un, unearned love guide me, which is never good, you know. Um, so that is where I was, uh, 2012, three months pregnant, uh, single, moved in with my brother because I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just got done with being super, super sick. I still had, um, what they call a pick line going through my arm up until I was six months pregnant. I had that. So, you know, my situation was, I guess one of, um. Sounds horrible. Yeah, you know, and, and it's supposed to be a time where you're super happy, mm-hmm. pregnant, I'm having twins, and it was just not that for me. It was more about survival and how am I going to figure out my next steps? How can I make sure I become the best mom and parent that I can be? Um, and, and that was my focus. So like I said, I was living, living with my brother till I found a place, found some place, moved out, and just started preparing for their arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have to address that said, even though I left the marriage, I had not filed for divorce. Um, and I think I just didn't want to deal with it. Well, sense. I probably dealing what you're dealing with being pregnant and that situation is probably that was too much to. Yeah, it was a very rough pregnancy on. at that. So I and my mom was like, "You should just." And I said, "I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to think about this person. I don't want to deal with it. I just want to go through the rest of my pregnancy and have these girls without being stressed." Um, and that is what I did. I had them uh, July twelfth, two thousand thirteen. Okay, so why don't we stop there, and then I will juxtapose where I was at the same time so so people can understand that. So Ami, obviously, as you know, she was pregnant with the girls. She had the girls. Where was I? I was in New York City living an amazing single life, having a great time. Oh, here. No, I mean, to, here, here he goes. To, truth As be told, opposed to Ami's story, I was just yeah. skipping along. <laughs> well, yeah, t- the truth is I'm not going to get into my sobriety story, but if you guys want to hear that, then pe- if people, enough people comment, then obviously we'll make the videos that people want to know about. But if people want to hear more of how I got sober, I got sober basically in one night. I saw a movie, and in that movie I saw a part of myself, and I got pretty disgusted and ashamed. It was a guy who was basically uh, you know, wasting his life through drugs, alcohol, womanizing and you know I basically said that's me and I said I don't want it to be anymore so I woke up the next day and um, 
since that day, I have not had a drink or drug. I have cheated on Ami many times, but you know, um, no, <laughs> I, I, I've been good on on all accounts. But so where I was, it, I got sober in 2012 as well. And I got pregnant in 2012. So, so in 2012, <laughs> I got sober and I haven't... You know, I never really thought about that, I never, I that year being the same. I haven't either until, huh? until just now. Like when That's we, what I'm saying. When, when I just said I got sober in, I was like, oh, interesting. So it's almost like I had to prepare myself for what I didn't know about yet. Because if you would have met me in 2012, I, I would not have been strong enough. But the fact is you met me like, you know... Uh, a year or so into sobriety, and I was, you know, becoming better and stronger and you know, a new person. So where I was when Ami was pregnant is I was, and this is all very interesting to me now. I yeah. was, I was probably when you were pregnant, I was at the tail end of my addiction, and then the last days of me not wanting it anymore. That's where I was. I was out. You know, probably drinking every night. I was literally living paycheck to paycheck and I had a good job and I was actually uh, living at my job sometimes and they didn't know this and I don't care if they know now, I don't, I don't work there, so it doesn't matter. But I would sleep there some nights because I, I, I was really sleeping on couch to couch. And like I said, I had a good paycheck, but I was just blowing it. I mean, every week was just going to booze, um, you know, dating, whatever. I was just blowing my money. So I, I was living a pretty pathetic life. Um, around this time, I was ending my comedy career. Before that, before I moved to New York, I was a stand-up comic full-time. I, you know, I traveled and toured around. So um, I was not ready to be a dad. Obviously. And you were, not, you, were not re- you were not ready for a healthy man. Because the relationship you were in was not healthy. So where you were, you had to understand your self-worth. I had to understand my self-worth because really where I was, I was a very insecure, fragile person. I wanted to validate my ego. I wanted, uh, you know, I wanted people to verify me that I was funny or this or that. And so I was looking for acceptance and all these different things. So anyhow, long story short, I saw that movie. It was called Unguarded. The Chris Heron story, and I saw that in 2012, October 2012, and I haven't drank or anything since. And you know that's another story, but basically, that's where I was at the time. Listen, I can't even take it. I, just, I know. just thinking about October 2000, I, November 2012. I, I kind of just want to sit on this for a moment, but we can't because you know people are listening to us and, and watching us, and um, but it just makes me realize, wow, what a road we both gone through because I am not near the person I was in, you know, 2012 when I met you. Before that, I was this wild person living a crazy life. Honestly, I'm like, do we know each other? Because, (laughs) no, it really, it's it's so crazy to think about that. Just that specific year is so Mm -hmm. crazy to think about, you know, the parallel. At that time, I didn't think I was capable of being a husband, much less being a, being a dad. If you would have told me then in 2012, you know, Justin, you're going to meet this woman, Ami, in 2013. I met you. And by... So no, you, 14. 2014. If you would have said... Yeah, yeah. So I was two, two years sober, right. So if you would have said, Justin, you're going to meet this uh, Nigerian woman in 2014, and she's beautiful, obviously, uh, but she has two kids or identical twins and you're going to adopt them and you're going to move to New Jersey, I would have been like, there's no way. 
There's no way that's happening. Because at the time I was living in New York and I love New York. And I, I would have been like, there's no way that's happening. And here I am. It, it happened. I'm a, I'm a dad of three. <laughs> three, three kids. Um, One's right here. By the way, Jersey's still asleep, everyone. So He's knocked out. He, he just doesn't out. want to be knocked out by himself. You know, one of the things that it just made me think about is, you know, in meeting you, my mindset was so far from wanting to be with anybody at all. Like, so far from it. Like, I couldn't. I was like, I'm going to start having dates, so to speak, just mm-hmm. to get out of the house because I had just spent over a year just doing nothing but mom duty. Like, I don't even think I had adult conversation outside of when I saw my mom and my brother and sister. I had literally talked to no one. So when know? we met, we started dating, I was like the first person you were, you'd really had interaction with, essentially. No, you weren't the first. Sorry that you uh, think that. But. Well, trust me, it didn't matter. Because no. when I met you, I was dating around. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. No, you were in the, the mix of... People that I just started saying, not even, I can't even remember names because that's how not seriously I planned on being. I was like, I'm just going right. to take a date and probably never take a second date. Like, I'm, because I don't want to get to know people. I, it's not about me. I just want to have lunch mm-hmm. and maybe have adult conversation for a moment, then move on with my life. You, you're you know? like, I just want to get outside. No, I got seriously. These, I got these little was... twins that are, I guess Nana was watching them sometimes. Like, yeah, it would be on the weekends when she'd come and watch them. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, I had um, stayed home for a year survive an entire year on my savings and I mean because you so you you saved up and you said I don't want to go back to work I'm gonna I want to be a mom well no I can I saved up because I knew I was going to be single mother right okay so now Um, now we're jumping ahead to now you're in motherhood yes right so I say, I mean, you know, I was working I was I was had a great job before then I worked my way to to tell people what you did oh I have an accounting degree. I was a controller um, at, well, it doesn't matter where at, but <laughs> I was a controller. So I was running my accounting department um, before having the girls, um, while pregnant with the girls. That's That was my job. And, you know, I was making great money. Um, and once I realized that I was going to be a single mother, I just went into real true savings mode. You know, there was no frivolous spending at all. I saved. I didn't plan on being home for the year, but what happened with their premature birth, there were so many complications and I tried to go back to work. I think they were three and a half or four months. I tried to go back to work and I lasted about two weeks. And mm-hmm. it was just really bad. You know, um, the girls wouldn't eat while at daycare because they didn't want a bottle. They never wanted a bottle. They just wanted to nurse. It was just too hard for me thinking that they were suffering. I would go to the daycare at lunch break to nurse them. It was just so much stress. My mind was not on work at all. So I was going to start failing at my, my responsibility of managing this accounting department. Um, so I just said, I, I can't do it. And I resigned. Mm-hmm. Um, from something that I worked really hard to accomplish at a young age. Like, I, I worked my butt off to get that position. Um, and I, I resigned because I felt like that was the best decision at the time for my kids. And it didn't matter if I was just going to live on ramen noodles myself for mm-hmm. a year. Um, and I did it, and it, um, I can't be 
more proud of myself for that because I like to buy things, as, I, as you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't buy expensive things, but I just, mm. I like to work. I, I'm, I'm into oh, fashion, that, you know, yeah. things like that. But I really just, my priorities just shifted completely. Well, that's, you know, something I admired when I met you, that you had this dedication as a, not only just a single mom, but, you know, you seemed to be making the right decisions and you were putting other lives in front of yours. And, you know, this is also interesting to talk about where I was at that time. You remember I was volunteering a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, it's crazy because I basically took one addiction for alcohol, drugs, and and I just, I said, you know, I'm going to be of service. So I was volunteering at least four or five times a week. I had a, I was tutoring at least two kids. I was a mentor. I was working at the Botanical Garden. I was doing art projects with kids in Harlem. On the, I, I was doing a lot. And I basically was just trying to, like, you know, find out. I was being of service, and I was trying to give back more and to figure out more of who I was. So when I met Ami, and you told me about the girls, obviously they scared, that scared me, uh, you having girls. But part of my heart was a little bit open to, you know, since I've been helping and I've been open to knowing other people, I was just like, okay, well, what what would this possibly mean? It is scary, but maybe there's something here where I could, you know, get to know these other human beings. And, you know, that was kind of the start of me putting down my guard in in that regard. But that's where I was. And I also, you know, had a good job. I I worked for a very large law firm, a very, very uh, kind of legacy, prestigious law firm in New York with like over a thousand attorneys and, you know, very big and I managed the learning and development there. So, one of the things actually that cracks me up is the, that uh, we we had no perspective, no future, no anything. We're just uh, locked into our kids being on uh, uh, going viral. And oh my goodness, look at the the way that they're. I mean, it's it's so laughable because we were making six figures individually. Before any of this ever happened, we yeah. bought our house. Like just it, the things that people assume. What is it called when people somebody sells tells somebody something, then they tell the next person, uh, and yeah, by the time it gets yeah. to that last person, rumors. it's a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. yeah rumors, obviously. Hyperbole. Yeah, um, but there's a game. I forgot what the name game is called. So yeah, when you and I met, it was, um, I guess, an interesting time. One of the reasons that you got a second date, so to speak, is because of what you were doing and, and the volunteering, things like that. I kind of was intrigued, like, oh, well, what is this guy, you know, all about? Like, he's doing all these things. Like, what, what's he all about? And that's one of the reasons, honestly, that I even continued speaking to you. Really? Okay. Well, you never told me that. Well, I didn't uh... I don't know. Was it well, yeah, at that time I was, I was, you know, in many ways trying to find myself. And I had a website called Finding My Purpose, which was my dedication to volunteering efforts. You know, during that time, I'd lived a very selfish life pretty much for me. Um, so I thought, you know, I, I need to start being of service to other people and places and things. And obviously through my recovery, I had a very strong association to Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. And that's part of the ethos is, you know, Give, a, give to others, be of service, <clears throat> check your people, places, things. So, um, you know, a lot of that philosophy was in my head. So when I, when I met Ami 2014 and she had gone through what she'd gone through and I'd gone through what I'd gone through, uh, you know, I can just say right place, right time for, for two people. Yeah, the, the way things coalesced and converged, it just, there's, there's no way 
anything, there's no way it couldn't have aligned if everything wasn't exactly what it was. Very true. I don't think that we could have even tried to plan us getting together in this way. And, and, and I don't even mean that in the fact of, you know, us getting along. I mean, just in the place where we both decided to, let's see what mm-hmm. happens, that yeah. type of thing. That was, I never imagined doing that. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you never imagined doing that with mm-hmm. somebody who had two, two little kids, two infants. Yeah. Well, I think that we plan on doing most of our backstory, but uh, we only got a little bit of it. So, well, I, that's why I said it's such a long-winded yeah. well, thing, plus, you know. Plus, I think we part of our motivation for starting the podcast is we like to talk about life and things and parenting. And um, this podcast is called Last Week in Parenting, which after we get past the backstory, is just going to talk about the decisions that we make as parents, the successes, the challenges, the failures. But we're trying to give people some of our backstories so the people on you know Apple Podcasts maybe understand who we are. Um, and those obviously on YouTube, you know, you know who we are, but maybe this is interesting as well because we, we haven't gotten really personal. And now that we are getting personal because people know that I adopted the girls and people know everything about our lives. And we're very proud of these things. These are not things that we were ever trying to hide. They were just private matters that people in our lives knew, not people on the internet. But now we feel a lot of our story can inspire other people because people thought we were like this perfect family and, 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 you know, we're far from that. And we have, I, I think we've always said that though. We've always know? said that. We've always said like, please don't look no, at but us no, like people, we're... people think we're perfect because they see these nice videos that are feel good. Mm-hmm. And they have this feeling of like, who is this perfect family? Like good or bad, mm-hmm. but really underneath we've come from a, uh, we've had a long road to get to this place of making these feel good videos mm-hmm. and content yeah. because we're very happy, healthy people now, but that has not always been the case. So, we will have more backstory. Um, I don't know if Jersey will be sleeping on Mama's chest next time, but maybe he will be. He looks so cute. <laughs> My arm's numb. <laughs> this is last week in parenting. Um, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. And something else is very important is to give a review on Apple Podcasts because the more people subscribe and review, the better we do there. And maybe, um, you know, at some point, Apple Podcasts could feature us or something like that. Yes, subscribe. Uh, listen, like, review, if you like it. Hopefully you do. Yep. And um, and also a website, McClurtwinsFamily.com, where we're, you know, blogging. And if you drop your email address, we'll give you a free, cool calendar that we created. But um, let us know what you think of this format. You know, if on YouTube, if you want to see more of this type of uh, Last Week in Parenting on YouTube, we can do that as well here on The Algorithm. That's all, folks. <laughs> no. And that's all, folks. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.